Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Eric's Squared Circle. I am Eric Ozio here with my good friend, Eric Robinson. How are you today, Eric, on this lovely Friday? Mr. Ozio, I am fantastic. How about you, sir? Pretty good. I thought today work was going to be a little more hectic. It was not too bad. Just a little slow in the afternoon. Unfortunately, everybody, we had to delay our show from last night to tonight due to me being on call. I would hate to have a get a call and have to not be able to talk for forever how long it would take. So I am free and ready to talk about some very interesting things going on, at least the past week that we have seen in the wrestling business. And I think we like to start it out. Um, just start out early. We like to just go over like the week, you know, exactly that happened in the past week, at least in the WWE and NXT. Uh, and some takeaways, obviously, in the road to WrestleMania. What is uh, some of your biggest takeaways that you had, at least just talking briefly on what happened uh, with the corporation? Sure, sure. I mean, I think that the biggest thing that we've got to talk about this week is the Becky Lynch storyline. Um, yep. You know, I think that we've all been a little bit concerned about how they want to build towards the, the WrestleMania main event with Ronda Rousey, um, mm-hmm. the potential inclusion of Charlotte Flair. But I think that they are starting to lay the foundation not only for a transition to Raw for Becky Lynch, but I think that they're starting to lay the foundation for a road to SummerSlam potentially. Um, Monday night, I mean, they kicked the show off with a bang. Um, You got Becky Lynch going toe-to-toe with the Vincess, Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie basically saying, you know, we know that you hurt. Uh, You you need to go get checked out by a doctor. And if you don't, you're you're out of the main event at, at WrestleMania, which is awesome because Becky didn't take too kindly to that. And decided that she wanted to wanted to hit hit Stephanie and, and mix it up a little bit with her, which is really cool. Um, I liked the spot where, you know, when they're showing it live, you didn't necessarily see it until they did a replay later in the night. But Stephanie actually intentionally kicked at that left knee brace of, of Becky. So I'm thinking that's a nice little, you know, a nice little way to get this this started because Becky is not soon going to forget this. And neither is no. Stephanie, especially when, when Becky tries to, to get her in the disarmor. Dude, she's going after Triple H. She's going after Stephanie McMahon. We're seeing a regular old John Cena, except she's the Irish last kicker. She literally is taking on the authority by herself. John Cena had, I think, four other guys. I'm loving it. God, and she's just such a badass. And I just, she is my favorite women's uh, wrestler at this point. I mean, I love Ronda Rousey. I love Charlotte Flair. And I love, you know, Brandy Rhodes. I love all those people in the Indies. But. Becky Lynch is just hot fire right now. She's about as fire as her hair. I don't even know which one is hotter. And Ozzy, I think I'll uh, take it a step further. I think this is kind of a, a second coming of Austin versus McMahon. I mean, they're they're really drawing a lot of those parallels between Becky Lynch's attitude that she's developed over the last you know six months or so, and and you know having her mix it up with with a younger McMahon and, and her husband. So I, I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. I mean, I think some of the early uh, rumor and innuendo to quote my man, Conrad Thompson is that this is going to be a Lynch versus McMahon, um, you know, possibly main event at SummerSlam, which would be really cool. Um, Becky has, has wanted a match, you know, at least behind the scenes, she said that it would be, you know, great to get in the ring with Stephanie. And, and I think that this would be a a pretty intriguing matchup. Stephanie definitely has the advantage of, of, you know, training with Triple H and, and, you know, taking that move set and adapting it for, for a women's match. And, and I'm, I'm definitely here for it. So hopefully we, we see some pretty exciting stuff on the road to WrestleMania. And you know, she'll play the classic heel. She'll play dirty. (laughs) She'll get the rest on her side. Uh, it'll be, you know, classic. And we haven't seen Stephanie McMahon in ring. I mean, for a pay-per-view at least since WrestleMania 30, 
34, yeah, last year in was New Orleans, 34? yeah. Was mm-hmm. it last year? Okay, it was a, that's right, she was in a uh, uh, couples tag match with Triple H, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's if, there's, if there's one thing Stephanie knows how to do, it's, it's make her opponent look good, and she definitely gets that from her dad because, you know, Vince mm-hmm. is always a guy that wants to, you know, send the fans home happy, but at the same time, you know, knows what he doesn't know. He He is – you know, perfectly aware that he is, he's not a full-time competitor, but he, he, you know, wants to try to, you know, ham it up for the crowd as much as he can and, and lets the more experienced opponents, you know, do a lot of the heavy lifting. Stephanie's definitely no di- different. I mean, she, she looked great against Ronda, made Ronda look like a million bucks in her first match. Now I can only imagine what a match between Becky Lynch and Stephanie McMahon would look like. And let's just touch briefly on, you know, in terms of road WrestleMania, just specifically the universal title match. Uh, looking to be in the build-up to it and the you know, and the WWE title match. Who do you think we're going to be seeing in that match? Because it's not confirmed yet, at least until, obviously, Elimination Chamber. We're going to see Daniel Bryan take on five other superstars uh, for the WWE Championship. We'd expect him to retain. Uh, he has a pretty good record in the Chamber as of right now. We expect him to main event WrestleMania at this point, at least in my opinion. I don't know if you have the same. No, you're you're definitely right. I, that match is a little bit harder to predict. I I don't really think that anybody has set themselves out as having their sights on Daniel right. Bryan for for WrestleMania, and you know we obviously know who's going to be in the Universal Title match. So I, I think that they're trying to put a little bit more of the focus on that as opposed to the the WWE Championship match. But we're just gonna you know throw out some potential competitors. I mean, you're always going to think that AJ Styles is, is going to have a marquee matchup at WrestleMania and uh, to have another, you know, crack at Daniel Bryan would be, wouldn't be much of a surprise. Um, you always got to throw Randy Orton in there. I mean, almost 17 years, you know, he's, he's been a mainstay there. It, it's really not that hard to plug him into a, a marquee WrestleMania match either. If they decide that they want to go Bryan versus Orton. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of anybody. Oh, Samoa Joe. I, I think yeah. that Daniel Bryan Samoa, versus Samoa Joe could, yeah, could be a very intriguing. Mm-hmm. I also agree that that will be the favorite. I think Joe, personally, I mean, he's a Vince man, I'm not think this, but I think he's deserved and earned a spot at WrestleMania to, you know, because the WWE Championship won't be a main event, unfortunately. But, I mean, I can definitely see Becky Ronda, you know, of course, the Universal Championship being late in the show like it always is because it's the beef. But. I, you know, I still think it should be Samoa Joe having that title opportunity at WrestleMania. Who knows? Maybe he wins it. I mean, we've had a strong Daniel Bryan run at least since uh, mid-October. So, I mean, like, that's six, seven months of Daniel Bryan as WWE champion again. I mean, I'm solid. That's, I mean, that's great. And and I would agree with you as far as Joe being in the in a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. It it seems like any time that WrestleMania rolls around, he is dealing with an injury or is not on the show. So it'd be really cool to see him get a moment that stands out. You know, not necessarily throwing him into a, a multi man match like the Battle Royal at you know on the kickoff show. He he definitely has earned more than that. Um, however, I, I I see this Daniel Bryan run lasting through WrestleMania. If I can be perfectly honest with you, just because they they've invested in a new championship belt for him and and that's not a step that they take you know very often or or for a very short period of time so i i would anticipate that he he retains at wrestlemania um it's just a matter of how far this new collective alliance between himself and Rowan goes do they add anybody else to the mix on his side i mean there there's a lot of there's a lot of meat left on this bone here that i i 
so much. Don't think it's going to end at, at WrestleMania. No. I mean, if it's not, then we're going to see Lesnar retain again, which is just uh, whatever. Um, but, you know, hopefully that'll lead into a solid storyline going forward into the summer, you know, into SummerSlam. But, you know, you're always jumping ahead thinking of that. But in terms, of the, in terms of the WWE, in terms of the anything else that's interesting, is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we get into the meat of what we wanted, what we are here for in this special edition of the Eric Squared Circle? I do. I actually want to, want to highlight this, uh, this NXT matchup on Wednesday between Drew Gulak and okay. Matt Riddle. Yeah, it yeah. is definitely a match of the year contender in my mind. Um, I, I love the move of Gulak to NXT. I'm liking that they're taking these 205 Live superstars and starting to to scatter them across the brands. Um, right. You know, no disrespect towards 205 Live, but you know, one hour a week is not enough for the the caliber of talent that they no, have. No. And if they can get an opportunity to go shine elsewhere, I say give it to them and, and see what happens. Right. And this match was no different. Um, Gulak took on a, a uh, relatively new upstart, um, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm not even going to try it. Um, I do remember that his first name was Eric, so that's that's uh-huh. really all that's important. Um, but but he, you know, this guy definitely got over with the crowd really quickly. Um, you know, kind of in the same vein as Adam Rose and, and No Way Jose, and and kind of that fun loving party guy. You know, playing a lot of air drums and and things like that. Just. You know, not only did he have that personality, but he's got that big sweaty man look that Vince likes should this guy blow up and, and make a run on the main roster. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, after after a pretty quick squash match, you know, Gulak says he wants some more competition. And next thing we know, Matt Riddle's, you know, walking out and, and wanting to wanting to take him on. And it was just a very, very technical match. Um, a lot of strikes, which, you know, you're always going to see with Matt Riddle. But. I, I think that there's definitely something there between these two that I'd like to see this, you know, blossom into a into a full on rivalry. I, I know that they had a, a run as tag champs and tag partners uh, in the Indies before they both made their way to WWE. But I, I gotta say, I was I was pretty impressed. And and you know, Drew Gulak is such an underrated hand that they've got. Yeah, I am definitely a fan of Gulak, and I'm definitely a huge fan of Matt Riddle, bro. Yeah, so. One hour in NXT, you get quality every week, it seems like, on the Wednesdays. Keep it up, NXT. Personally, Absolutely. I mean, that is it's just a perfect, like, spotted wrestling, excellent technique, quick shows, no commercials. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, do not move it to Fox, WWE. Please and thank you. We'll see. We already got SmackDown. We'll see about NXT. But... My name is Eric Ozio. This is Eric Robinson. We are graduates from the University of Cincinnati. We both went to college together, party, got drunk together. It was a good time. Now we are talking wrestling here on our podcast with the Anchor app. But the meat of our show is all involving all elite wrestling, or for short, AEW. This special edition of our show, both Eric and I and millions of wrestling fans across the country and the world are Extremely excited for what is to come this year, 2019. We talked on it briefly last week. But out of Jacksonville, Florida, started the new year of 2019 with a brand new wrestling promotion filled with some of the most elite talents on this planet that we call Earth. A promotion that has strong following on the internet. This following has allowed this brand to skyrocket in the last few years. This was made possible by investors, also known as he's the billionaire of the owner of a local pro football team in the Jacksonville area. His name is Shad Khan, and his son, Tony 
Khan will be taking over the role as hands-on leadership, a, 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 you know, also known as the GM. So it's going to be a very exciting, uh, you know, set of wrestling. We have we have about 18, uh, 19 confirmed talent uh, on the male side. We have about four or five, I think, on the female side. Uh, hit me with it. My man. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the entire internet is buzzing about AEW. Everybody's talking about it. We are not, you know, we're not any different. You know, I think that everybody is excited to to have something that is fresh and new and and, and an alternative to WWE. No disrespect to Vince. You know, I love you, but it it's it's nice to have to have something new here. And honestly, that that confirmed talent list is 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 staggering right now so, you know between the the initial announcements um you know right after january 1st to the jacksonville jaguars uh stadium uh the media event and then last last night's double or nothing ticket release event um we, we've got some pretty significant names here i mean you know obviously the bucks cody brandy rose scu um Britt baker hangman page we've got Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Y2J Chris Jericho. We've got Pac, possibly Bree Priestley, Joey Janela, Penelope Ford, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. Um, Brandy Rhodes came with some surprises last night in the women's division. Let's see who we've got here. We've got Yuka Zakazaki, Asia Kong, Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose. I mean, just a, a lot of a lot of big name talent here. Um, not to mention the the partnerships with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment and AAA. So, mm-hmm. you know, they they are they are off to the races here, man. Right. So even the most casual of fans, uh, I, I would have to say, you know, more than likely the most casual fans of wrestling fans know about the Young Bucks. They know about Cody Rhodes. They know about Adam Hangman Page. These guys and many others posted an all-in pay-per-view last back in September. You're very well with this. We couldn't get tickets. They sold out in 35 minutes. They brought in 11,263 people into a 10,000-person uh, arena. You know, going back, Dave Meltzer says, Ring of Honor. Uncle Dave. Never, Uncle Dave could said, no one can get over 10,000 people to a Ring of Honor show. Young Bucks and Cody were like, hell no, dude. They do Challenge the show. Accepted. They get 11,263 people in Chicago at the All-In. I don't remember the event uh, venue's name. I hate that, but I forget what the place was called. But they got 11,263 people in there. And it's, it has just ignited a chance to make an entirely new brand. And if you've been keeping up with Being the Elite, BTE, you're very aware of this promotion. And there is so much more to come with this. And we are going to dive in deeper and deeper every week throughout the year. I cannot wait until May 25th, uh, May 26th for Double or Nothing. Whether no, I'm you there, had it right, man. 25th, whether I'm there, Las Vegas, whether I'm there, MGM or whether Grant. I'm not, yeah, it's going to be great. Got to get, uh, it's going to be, you got to find out what it's going to be on, you know, what channel it's going to be on, what, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what promotion is going to have this on so we can watch it. Are we going to be able to watch it on Fight App? Are we going to be able to watch it on, you know, some other app? We have to actually order it on DirecTV or Time Warner. How is it going to work? So many different things, but exactly you mentioned who we're talking about. Personally, my favorite signing, and this goes to my heart, and you know this, Chris Jericho and PAC Pack. Two of my favorite signings so far for the male side um, that they have. I mean, I love Kenny. Obviously, Kenny was one of my rumors before the show started, but obviously signed on Thursday night. 
we all we all knew that that was. And it seems at this point, uh, did we say that Pentagon and Phoenix are officially confirmed, or are they still handshake verbal agreements at this point? No, they they are officially confirmed. They actually were at the double or nothing event last matter. night, and and actually uh, got those hands on the young bucks. Uh, Matt Jackson had Excellent. to be uh, had to be walked out by some of the staff there. He took a a, a compact pile driver and. And Nick took a pretty gnarly looking super kick, so it was it was cool to see him mix it up. It was cool to see him get physical. Oh, yeah, um, you, you can obviously uh, you know predict that the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers are going to go at it at double or nothing. And you see, and you see, it's not just the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers; it's Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho igniting their old rivalry back in 2018, early on when they faced in the Wrestle Kingdom for the uh, the new the United States Championship, and obviously Kenny won. But that is just, I just that is just. One of the, my favorite new rivalries, Chris Jericho, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Kenny Omega, the best wrestler in the world right now. I'm Hands down. AJ, I'm sorry, AJ Styles, but he is the best wrestler in the world right now. Chris Jericho is the most technical, wily veteran I've ever seen. I mean, he was one of the best. He was. But, I mean, he just can't do what Kenny can do, but he still kills it every single week. My favorite, I just those two going at it. I cannot wait to see what they do with that feud going forward. And and what's so great about Jericho is that he always finds ways to reinvent himself as the years go on and find ways to not remain stagnant. And this this exactly. new look that he's taken on, he he's kind of done the Mad Hatter face paint kind of you know oddity mm-hmm. gimmick as he's gotten into Japan and he's kind of embracing himself as just I'm this rock star. I also just happen to be a really good professional wrestler. So I'm I'm just loving the the character evolution of Chris Jericho over the years, and I would expect nothing less um, as he as he gets ready to mix it up with with the cleaner again. I mean, obviously oh, this is. This is going to be a marquee match on that show. Great way out of the gate to to get people interested. Yeah, and uh, you know, touching on the upcoming feuds, you know, we obviously see Kenny and uh, Kenny and Jericho is going to be an initial feud at Double or Nothing. We're going to see the Young Bucks and Lucha Underground, uh, Lucha Brothers. Uh, sorry, and Lucha Underground. I was watching that last night. Uh, we have that too, but where are we going to see for Cody? What is going on with Cody? He's basically running this whole deal. He's taking like, he's basically the right hand to Tony Khan, and it's just like he's the one pushing all this into motion. You know, are we going to see him just take the title to start out the AE, whatever the title is going to be called, AE World Championship, or you know, well, who's going to feud with Cody? Is it just going to be Cody versus Cody? I've definitely got some thoughts on that, and I think that this was this was the perfect perfect segue to it, Cody. It is you know obviously grew up in the business and you know when you've got a guy you know like the American Dream is your father who spent one of my you know, decades you know working for for NWA and WCW you're, you're gonna see what worked you're you're gonna see what worked and what didn't and and this isn't gonna be any any different with Cody nope. you know he's he's never been one of those guys that that had that ego or that personality you know kind of like what you would see with with uh kevin nash back in the the wcw days um he's he's definitely you know he is in charge of the men's the men's division as far as the singles division um you know brandy's obviously you know head of the women's division bucks Mm -hmm. in charge of the tag team division but with with cody i I think what we're we're gonna start seeing here 
Um, at least, you know, one of the confirmed matches at this point is going to be Hangman Page versus Pac. Presumably, you know, from what I'm hearing, the rumbling is that's going to be for the AEW World Heavyweight title. I said the same which, thing. you know, would, would be great. You know, it, it, Hangman Page is a guy that, you know, doesn't necessarily get the credit that he should sometimes. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's a reason that Triple H made him a big money offer to come to NXT and basically be the face of that division. You know, Triple H was offering him main roster money to be the the guy in NXT. So I, this won't be any different. You know, he's he's going to tear the house down with Pac. I mean, they're both, you know, they're they're both technically gifted. They're both, you know, high flyers. And, and you know, for a guy of Page's size to be able to do some of the stuff that he does, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a great match. But, um, you know, to go back to, to what you were saying about Cody and, and a potential feud, I'd love to see him mix it up with with MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. Um, the 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 story that they're building to in being the elite, as far as you know, MJF just being so excited to to be a part of AEW. You know, when Cody is around, and then basically you know doing the opposite and and just you know burying everybody on the show when Cody's not around. You know, eventually that's that's going to lead to something between those two, and and I'm I'm definitely loving it. Excellent. I can't wait for all the feuds and all the championship bouts and everything that's going to be put into place for this AEW show. Double or nothing coming here on May 25th. But, you know, the pay-per-view is going to be on whatever show. I mean, you go into the new, you know, you go into the development of this promotion, this product. But think of TV deals. How many times are you going to be on TV? Once a week? Once a month? You know, what is it going to be like? We have many different rumors floating around. Lots of offers have been put on the table when it comes to the TV destinations with all elite wrestling. I know you have several ideas. I have several ideas. Um, what do you think possibly would happen and what would be the best option for AEW to go with? Yeah. Uh, well, to start, it it has been confirmed that they, they've trademarked, they trademarked a number of things, you know, as 2018 came to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was Tuesday Night Dynamite. Now, whether that is a TV show or, you know, some other piece of content, um, you know, my my guess is that's definitely a, 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 the name of a TV show remains to be seen. But as far as rumored networks, there's there's really only three that I've that I've really heard. Um, you know, WGN is the first one just because they they did the the pre-show to All In and and got some great ratings from it. So they obviously are going to stay in the mix. And then we have heard that uh, that Time Warner is interested by way of TBS and TNT, mm-hmm. which would be huge because you know that would be bringing wrestling back to the networks for the first time in in 18 years, which would which would be really cool. And sort of fitting, knowing that it's Cody Rhodes, you know, at the helm of this with the Bucks and and you know, kind of carrying that on with his dad. Yeah, but I mean, when, it, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, when he took out WCW and just you know took it and destroyed it, I mean, I definitely think that that resonated with the American Dream and the American Nightmare. I mean, it's just like. I mean, you have this competition and you, you had a chance to brand it out, you know, maybe do something different, but yeah, that's not what Vince does. So, I mean, for sure, maybe they don't, he doesn't hold really much resentment there, but he definitely holds resentment when it comes to the name, when it comes to, you know, the legacy of his father and the way he was treated when he was there in terms of creative and his character and everything else. 
Definitely. And and it's funny you mentioned that because I was reading an interview he did today. I, I forget which podcast it was, but he basically, and this was kind of tongue in cheek, but he said that, you know, it's only fitting that he is in charge of, or at least part of the, the ownership group of AEW because he wants to avenge his father for what happened during the Monday night wars. Right. Um, so it was really funny to just see him, you know, kind of tongue in cheek about that, but, I just am very optimistic about what it is that they're that they're trying to do and and what they're trying to accomplish here. I'm definitely interested to see how they're going to compete with it. I mean, they're trademarking something Tuesday Night Dynamite that's obviously directly in line with one of WWE's you know primary shows. You know, it still very much remains a wild card, and it's super tantalizing to every wrestling fan that I know personally and seen on social media, figuring out where they're going to go because. There is going to be some TV channel, some, um, you know, some entity that's going to pick this up. You know, I've heard rumors of ESPN, ESPN Plus. I've heard, obviously, the Turner Network, TBS, and TNT. I've heard Viacom as with TBS. I know you've heard, personally, you think WG, WGN as well with the Tuesday, like, where this Tuesday night show will fall. It's a question we won't have answered probably a long time. A uh, long time being six, seven, eight months, but we'll see. Yeah, and, and another thing that we, we would be remiss if we didn't address is that, you know, come October of this year, SmackDown is moving to Fridays. So Tuesday nights are going to be wide open as okay. far as any shows that want. They are going back to Fridays. Fox wants to do SmackDown Live on Fridays, part of a, a larger, um, you know, expansion into sports-oriented content. Um, you know, while we don't want to necessarily focus too much on WWE again for the rest of the episode, um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, they are still the mainstays, they do have the market share as far as as far as professional wrestling goes, you know, it, it is something that people are going to be wondering about as Cody and the Bucks and the cons, you know, figure out their TV deals and, and things of that nature. So Tuesday nights, you know, could be could be wide open, could be a good night of, of wrestling. And it, it'd be something different. Um, but, you know, to just kind of wrap up on the TV deals, mm. you know, the, the fact that you've got one of the owners of, of one of 32 NFL teams, you know, they have access and have the contacts to, you know, discuss TV deals with just about anybody that they really, really want to. So that's just another advantage of, of being aligned with the cons because of that clout and because of that influence and, and because they've got those, those ties to easily the biggest entertainment brand in the world. That is the NFL. Absolutely. Moving on from TV deals, you know, we try to focus on, and again, this is Eric Ozio. I am here talking with Eric Robinson, the Eric Squared Circle podcast. Talk nothing wrestling, but wrestling all year, every day, because it's not a sport where it goes away for seven and a half months. It's not a sport where it goes away for four months. It is all day, every day, well, every week, every week, 365. I love it. Wrestling, you can get it. What do you think in terms of people coming on rumored to sign with AEW? I know you've got your list. I have my list. Who's the one that sticks out in your mind the most right now? Man, uh, there, there are more than a few names. Um, uh, and I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be brief with them. Obviously Dean Ambrose is at the top of that list. I mean, it's, 
I, I think that his announcement that he wasn't going to resign sent shockwaves, you know, basically you, through you the entire it's industry. Not a work. You believe it's I, not a work? I don't think it's a work. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, there's there's too much that we kind of see going on on TV as of late with Ambrose's character that leads me to believe that, you know, he could be very well creatively frustrated. Mm. It's nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, obviously, CM Punk walking out just because of, you know, a boiling point of a number of, of different things that, that led to him saying enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, you know, Ambrose is, is cut from that same cloth. You know, it, it, the, the Ambrose heel turn was very promising until it wasn't. Yeah. And oh, th- there were just a lot of things that, that kind of jumped the shark with his character. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the case. Anytime that he is not aligned with the shield, things get a little too, too comical and and ambrose very well could have been and i'm pretty sure i said this last week too but i'm gonna say it again he could have been this generation's brian pillman as far as that loose cannon gimmick and taking that and using that and really turning that into you know a guy that people just want to hate you know he that is one thing about about ambrose if you if you watch some of those old school john moxley promos just he he's got a very punchable face and you know for them to not to not tap into that really is is disappointing because there's there's a lot you know we could have seen him do but you know such be, is life this could be the biggest you know boost for ambrose in his career what is he 36 years old not even that i think he's not about 32 33 yeah he's, he's, young, he's got he has got the prime of his career he can go out and honestly i think signing with aew would be the best thing that could possibly happen for john moxley personally uh, i'm a big Big Dean Ambrose fan. When he put 69 tacks into Jericho's back, I was cracking up. I just could not get enough of it. I, ever since then, I just I love Dean Ambrose. I love his craziness because I, I, I kind of see myself. People say I'm crazy. I, if you know me personally, you think I I'm do. crazy. People will think I'm a little intense. I'm a little out there. But personally, I mean, you know what I'm about. Dean Ambrose does not take any guff from anybody. I'm trying to keep it PG, people. No guff. One of my biggest uh, rumored people that I like to talk about, my selection of people is a bit more rumored, and it's just all hearsay, conjecture. Uh, I've heard rumors of, obviously we've heard rumors of Randy Orton going on and moving to AEW. Uh, Not sure what the situation on his contract is, but I've heard rumors about Randy Orton wanting to move to AEW. I've heard rumors of Batista wanting to sign with a potentially do something with AEW since the WWE seems to have no interest in doing anything with Batista, which I think is an absolute travesty. And I've heard rumors of Goldberg potentially signing with them as well. And my own personal favorite little rumor that I think might be true, but I mean, his loyalty to New Japan just might be too strong with Okada. You never know. These are just a rumor mill that I've heard, and but I think the strongest one has any kind of legs is actually Randy Orton, personally. And I know you've heard about Dahl and couple other guys from ROH that I'll let you talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll start with Randy Orton. I, I think that with Orton, yeah, he's certainly going to be open to listening to what AEW has to say, just given his relationship with Cody Rhodes. You know, they've remained close even after Cody has, has left WWE, and they, they tend to troll each other on social media every once in a while. But it wouldn't surprise me if – Orton is using this as a way to leverage a new big deal from WWE. Maybe 
see something that has has fewer dates. You know, he's he's already modified his contract a few times over the years so that he is not working as many live events and they're using, you know, mostly for TV and and for, you know, marquee attractions. So it it again, it wouldn't surprise me if he's, you know, talking to them just to see what they would offer and see if Vince is willing to match it because when you've got WWE management pulling talent into you know Vince's office at TV to say, "Hey, we want to re-up your deal right now because they know what's going on." You know, everybody's going to try to gun for something that is advantageous to them because right. at the end of the day, you know, we we talk about this as as a an entertainment product and and something that we get pleasure out of. But you know, these are men and women that are just trying to do their jobs and and they're taking advantage of the fact that there is now increased opportunity in that job market. So that that's kind of where I see Randy Orton going. Um, you know, I, I think that he'll stay with WWE is, is what I mean, but I, I can see him using talks with AEW or rumored talks with AEW to leverage a better deal for himself at WWE, just because at this point he, he seems like he's a lifer. Um, oh, he is. But I mean, I still see the competition there and I see sure. a reason for the product for WWE to become better because let's face it the storylines and the in-ring wrestling has been far and above better than what the corporation has given us the last yeah. year so and I'm definitely actually, ready but, for that competition it breeds quality and I, I feel like we we owe it to everybody to talk about another big name that is has openly said that there are going to be some talks happening with, with AEW and that's our current universal champion, Brock Lesnar. Um, Paul Heyman is expected to talk to WWE, UFC, AEW. This one is a little bit murkier than the Orton situation. If you ask me, because Jericho wants a match with Lesnar thinks that it could be pretty entertaining. And while Brock is not necessarily a guy that grew up watching wrestling and, and has that, that passion and that, you know, he's got that, that five and his, uh, he's got the F5. There you go. Yeah. He's got, he's got that it's F5 and, and his bank account that he, that he's concerned oh. about. And yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think that he would relish the opportunity to go to AEW simply because of the exposure that they're getting right now and, and the, the potential backing that they have, man. Exactly. Stronger than any other promotion has come up in the last seven, eight, ten years. TNA, Ring of Honor. I mean, New Japan is strong, but, dude, they have financial backing stronger than Vince McMahon. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the guy's got a lot yeah. of money. And exactly. It's a booming product right now. If you want to yeah, put your money so, into it, do it. Yeah, and, and I think that that would be – I think the safe bet is to say that he is going to use talks with AEW to leverage Vince for more money because that just, it, it seems that Vince has a soft spot for Brock Lesnar for whatever reason. He's got the beef. And that's true. But it, I guess I'm wondering when it's going to get to the point of, you know, do you really feel that there's much more that you can do with Brock Lesnar? as he stands, as his character is portrayed and then not develop any worthwhile challengers to him. Um, it remains to be seen whether Seth Rollins is going to walk out of the you know, universal title match with the belt because everybody thought Roman would last year. You know, that, that was something that I think everybody and their mom had penciled in. And then when we saw that he didn't, 
you know, we just begin to think, I mean, what more can they do with a guy like him? And if, if they don't start to think about that, you know, they're, they're really going to have a tough time getting people invested in the universal championship and, and, you know, that, that legacy that they're trying to build with it. So, you know, it, it, it could, while I'm in no way trying to predict what Brock is going to do uh, once his contract is up. All I'm going to say is it probably wouldn't hurt him if he went away for a while, whether it be, you know, to go step into the octagon with Cormier or whoever, you know, Dana wants to throw at him. But, you know, a brief run in AEW right as they're getting started with double or nothing, you know, make, make your, make your money and and just go chill a bit, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, how long was he out? I mean, he left what, 2006? And then came back in 2013, 2014 to face Cena. I mean, when he came left back, in 04. Left in 04 and came back in 2013, 14. I don't remember. It was like right in the beginning of 14, I think. Uh, pop, huge pop when he came back. I mean, Lesnar guy was going crazy. And I, like huge pop. I popped for him when he came back. And that was like when I first got back into, you know, WWE, more kind of wrestling, kind of a you know, very casual fan at first. Um, got back into it. Yeah, going away could help so many times. I mean, how many times have we said that that helped Cody? I mean, Cody was, ugh, he wasn't getting anything done out there, and then he comes out and he's just, he's had hell of a run the last two years. I mean, Ozio, if you would have, if you would have told me that Cody Rhodes was going to turn into the guy that he did, I I would not have have believed you. You know, there, I, I've always liked Cody Rhodes. I wasn't big on the Stardust. Mm-hmm. gimmick um but you, you have to think that wwe is kicking themselves for not for not letting cody do the one creative idea that he had left before he decided not to renew and that was the stardust on raw cody on smackdown you know mm-hmm. let him he he could have easily been the the you know two faces of roads if you really want to look at it that way totally but you know, as opposed to doing that, now they've they've gotten more competition out of it, and you know, I, I obviously I think that the the wrestling business is better off for it to have an alternative, not necessarily a competitor. No, and like you can see, I mean, he's he's not like the most gifted in ring talent. I mean, he's good, but it's just he's fantastic on the mic. His personality is just fire. I'm for not, sure. I mean, the way sure. he carries himself into the ring, in and out of the ring, is always. I mean, it's always a persona. So I mean, those are all the. I mean, and we also have all mentions of just Will Ospreay, uh, potential Daddy Gabbard, Cliff Gordon, Marty Scurll, all people that you know are still with Ring of Honor. Um, we we're not sure where they're going to go. Hideo Itami out of New Japan. You know, it's up in the air. People's contracts are coming up. AEW is. Uh, it's not even like it's not even the hot ticket yet. I feel like it's just like the it's the boiling pot, and then when it gets to be springtime, you know, after WrestleMania is over, then that I'm sorry, but that shit is about to get hot as hell. I mean, you're not wrong, dude. And I mean, we're pretty much already there. I mean, last night when they announced the the presale code, I decided to go to AllEliteWrestling.com just to sign up and, and see if I could get that presale code. That site was crashed. I thought that I uh, didn't get to submit my information the way that I should have, so I you know, tried to go back and couldn't pull it up on my phone, couldn't pull yeah. it up on my laptop. I mean, it crashed, it you know, so the, the interest is there. Yeah, no, it needs, like, the, the, the bandwidth, the servers, everything else needs to be able to handle the fans and people that are reaching out to this product. 
Um, they're not understanding how many people are actually interested in this and the, you know, TV execs and, you know, all these wrestlers, they realize that this is going to be something that is going to be pretty interesting. It's going to take a little time to build it up, but maybe not as much time as everyone's thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be something special and, and that's what people, people see that and are willing to buy into it. I mean, you know, quite frankly, I would not be following this the way that I do if you hadn't gotten me hooked on being the elite to begin with, because I had no idea that this was even going on. I mean, obviously I knew who the bucks were, but I didn't you know, realize how well they were. Oh, they were leveraging YouTube and, and making such an entertaining product. And it, the way that it's matured over the, the last couple of years is, is just something to, to really admire them for. And, and they're business savvy when it comes to you know, promoting like at them. At this point, if you're like a current, uh, corporation wrestler or your current you know indie wrestler if you've made an appearance on bte you're doing something right like you're doing something right in the ring or outside of the ring you know they you're getting that glean off of that show right now when that show wants that glean off of you i remember being in a show back in october 2017 it was a ring of honor show young bucks were there got to meet the young bucks got to meet kenny the cleaner omega got to meet uh kushida got to meet adam hangman hedge Got to meet all those guys, get their autographs, watch the show. I had to stand up the whole time because it was one of those tiny venues. You had to stand up in the bar, which is fine. It's cool. I did that. Did that whole thing. Uh, you know, seeing these guys in person, seeing the way they handle it. Got to see. I met one guy who had been to all these shows. Uh, he was on a show in California where they were actually filming an episode of Being the Elite with Dave Meltzer. He was in the video, like in the back, and I was like, he was showing us pictures of them taking it. I was just like. These guys are so, like, immersed into the fans. They're so, like, intuitive, like, what the fans are wanting. It's just, like, the instant that the fans, like, like say anything that they want um, or give a certain, like, indication of something not being the way that they thought, they, they mix it up. And I, I don't feel that at all with the corporation. I just, like, they just keep grinding and grinding. I'm just, like, why don't you be a little innovative? I mean, I'm not saying you should be, like, being the elite, but give us a little quarter here. And I, and I think that that's the blessing in disguise of the Bucks turning down the contract offer that they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the, the six-month out, if they weren't happy with, with their push. thought it was a three-month you know, out. No, six. Um, uh, you know, and, and I'd be worried that what would happen is, you know, those six months are going to get the moon and the stars handed to them. But once that six months is done, you know, who knows what. But I think the biggest casualty would have been being the elite on the on the network because – it's such a tightly controlled environment as far as all of that content goes that I don't really think that they would have the ability to be themselves mm-hmm. when it comes to how they record that show and the things that they can get away with because it's YouTube, because it's the internet. Um, right. You know, so I'm, I'm totally happy with the fact that it's still on YouTube and, and the way that they're using it now to introduce new talent as far as, you know, the characters and kind of what they want them to be like as characters on that show. Um, you know, the, the inclusion of MJF, Joey Janela, um, you know, my personal favorite was, was, uh, one of the first episodes of the new year when, you know, the, the bucks are, are having a stare down with Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, she's going, yeah, so we're going to talk about the, the elephant in the room and the Bucks have no idea what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, no, remember when he killed my boyfriend, Adam, and uh, cut right to the credits. So, you know, we got the leader of the Undisputed Era still getting shout outs on being the elite. May he rest in peace. Um, but, yeah, just they, they, they can get away with a lot more, you know, when they're not under that corporate thing. They're banner. under that corporate shell. Like they would have gotten a ton of money to get offered that being the elite, being on WWE Network and everything else, which you know I am a subscriber, but I gotta say being the elite would just not have the same stigma, the same like effect that it would if it was on WWE Network. I mean, yeah, there's just a certain have, aura about it. They have their like TV mature shows, you know, blah blah blah, that you know, cartoons and everything, which I like, but I don't know. I just I cannot possibly see them letting them do completely raw, unedited what they're doing on YouTube right now. Yeah, no, no way. Um, you know, there's there's just so much more that they can do, and I'm sure that they're making way more money on YouTube. Right. You know, by uploading it for free and letting us enjoy it for free. You know, because it's a vehicle to get eyes on everything else, on their merchandise, and on their you know the the in ring stuff that they do. I mean, these guys are making enough money that you know, their main source of revenue is their merch and they just, you know, wrestle because they enjoy it, which, which is really cool. And definitely shows everybody that you can have a life outside of Titan tower, which really wasn't possible for a very long time. But these guys kick that door in, man. Absolutely, man. And, you know, kind of, uh, going to a point, you know, of the show talking about AEW wrestling, you know, everything in terms of TV, um, what it means for, you know, other wrestlers, contracts coming up, the money that's about to be spent. And by the way, everyone, you're listening to Derek Squared Circle podcast here on the Anchor app. We talk nothing wrestling but wrestling. And, I, you know, Eric, I know I had mentioned earlier in the day that we had some questions come through. And before I come to our conclusion of our show, I wanted to actually t- uh, address the questions that were brought up on our email. Uh, Eric, if you can hit me with some of these questions. I know there was a few of them. Yeah, uh, sure. maybe one of them. Answer one of these bad boys. Yeah, so let me get or, these or up here. I'd like to do that as well. Yeah, for sure. I, the The first question that we got um, was whether we are going to see any six man tag team titles in AEW. I'll let you kick that off. What say you? Well, I say, I mean, like in terms of like, it seems like they're going to model like a lot of what they're doing with Ring of Honor. I mean, the Bucks were. Like six man tag champs there for a little bit. And yeah, with Paige. With Paige. So, absolutely. 100% going to see a six man tag match. I mean, it's all about, you know, I would love to see a six man tag match in the corporation, but, you know, they just, they're just now getting women's tag team matches, which I better see at AEW. So, I mean, yes, six man tag matches are so entertaining. They're not the ones where it's so, it's clunky, where you get to tag out all the time. It's, Fast moving, always going, and that's what I think AEW is all about. I mean, it's going to be high technique, high speed, high intensity wrestling. So, absolutely, yes. Awesome. Let's see who else we got here. Who asked that question, by the way? I want to know who's asking me these questions. I need to know. Yeah, no, you're, you're good. That was from Brandon in Tampa, Florida. God, I love Tampa. Fair water. So beautiful. Great, great, great city, man. Let me, let me get these up here. I need here to get down quick. there again. I tell you what, it's been too long. Next one that we've got 
is from Chris in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Yeah. The other Queen City. And quite frankly, he is uh, he's wondering if we're going to see any type of specialty matches right now as far as, you know, something that we don't necessarily see, like, in, you know, how the corporation has Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, you know, stuff uh, like that. Gimmicks, you know. Many new gimmicks. E- exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we haven't really seen any new gimmicks brought up, you know, even both men and women. I mean, in terms of, like, what else do the women have to do in terms of gimmick? They're doing the Elimination Chamber they did it last year. Um, and Hell in a Cell, Tag Team. I can't really think of any new gimmicks, at least on the women's side of the promotion. But thinking of new gimmicks... Um, I haven't actually put any really good thought into like what would be some new original gimmick matches. Uh, so I mean, that is something that I you know want to kind of think about. Uh, have you thought of any actually like kind of original gimmick matches or kind of just alterating the ones that are currently there? I mean, it, it would be cool to see them come up with any. I can't say that I necessarily have any off the top of my head right now. Uh, I, I can't. You I know, can't it's it's. I, I th- like you said, we see a lot of the, you know, a lot of the big ones, you know, already. I, I think if they could find a way, and, and this, you know, kind of ties back into the six-man tag title question. Mm-hmm. If we if we can, you know, figure out a way to make that a focus, because, you know, the Bucks obviously want to make tag team wrestling, you know, the focal point of, of AEW, which is really cool, because it's it's the world's worst kept secret that WWE doesn't necessarily feel the same way. And we see them, you know, we, we see them being a little bit more reactive than proactive when it comes to the tag team division there. So I think that that's really, you know, the place where AEW can stand out, you know, especially when you've got the bucks, you know, as executive vice presidents and really being in charge of that tag team division and, and how they want it to, to be portrayed. Absolutely. You know, I I think that you know that if they can find some some new things to do with tag team wrestling and and really make that their focus and and put their money where their mouth is, which I, I can't say that I'm super concerned about them doing. You know, they're 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 going to be fine. Yeah, I'm sure saying I wish I could give a better answer in terms of new gimmicks. So let me I kind of want to think on that one. What's the next question? Oh, give me one second here, sir. And who was that, by the way? Stumping me up and all that stuff. I don't like being stumped. No, you, no, no. You're good. That that was from Chris in Charlotte, oh, yeah. North Queen Carolina. City, yeah, Chris, you're stumping me. I'm gonna think on that. Now, uh, this one is going to come from a gentleman that you know. This is from Mr. Ryan Razorback Freeman in Dayton, Ohio. Ah, and he he wants to know if you legit see Orton going to AEW. His exact words are. Uh, that Orton is just trying to stir the pot. What yeah. do you think? I mean, he is the viper. His vipers just like to they just like to squirm about or uh, he's definitely going to stay with the WWE. I mean, his father is a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer however long the wait is for WWE superstars when they retire at this point, but I think yeah, he's definitely stirring the pot, but I just want him to do it, but I replaced that idea, the fact that he is not going to go over to AEW, that honestly I think Brock Lesnar will, personally. Uh, I know it's a you know, a long shot, half court. 
But I think Brock Lesnar will sign with AEW because I think they can offer him the same amount of money. See, I I just it's really tough for me to say that that's a possibility. I think with Brock, it's one of those I'll believe it when I see it kind of things. Yeah. Just yeah. because he is such he is such a businessman in that he would not lose any sleep by going to you know work out a deal with AEW and then seeing if Vince will match and or double it. You know, especially with the Saudi shows, the Saudi money coming in. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on that. That's a whole other episode, my man. All I will say say about that, just because we're talking money, is that they pulled in about $50 last year from those shows alone, um, just based on their their SEC filings that were released this week. No, yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar probably won't. I guess I'm just a fanboy. No, Randy Orton definitely will not go, even though I just – I think it'd be good for his career, but he's a lifer. But Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler out of WWE, I think are the main two that actually could go over there. For sure. Um, and and to kind of tie that back up as far as the potential Goldberg relationship, right. um, you know, I, I thought that that – I thought that was really cool in the fact that I, I think the interest in Goldberg is not just because of it being Bill Goldberg – but at the same time, it's it's the relationship with Barry Bloom. And for those that don't know who Barry Bloom is, he is kind of the the big premier uh, attorney that, that represents wrestlers and has been a thorn in the side of many a promoter over the years. He's he's represented Goldberg. He's represented Hogan, X-Pac, you know, you name it. He's he's, you know, represented some pretty big names. So if you can get a guy like Goldberg into the fold just for that relationship with Barry Bloom, you know, you can you can have your your pick of, of talent, which is, is very smart on their part. You know, if that Goldberg. indeed is is the case of, of yeah. why they would want to bring bring him in. Goldberg's one of the rumored ones. I mean it's a it's a thin rumor, but it's there. Um, thank you, Ryan Razorback Freeman. Uh, just so you don't know, Ryan is an indie wrestler himself. He needs to send me the information on his next show so I can Announced that here. He is usually, I have been to three of his shows. He is an intense heel. Was the former WWE, oh my goodness, former <laughs> champion, former heavyweight champion of his uh, division. Uh, love watching him wrestle. He's very intense, gets all about it. Why, last time you and I saw him personally was at the, in a steel cage match in Middletown, at the Middletown Fairgrounds. Uh, very intense. Chairs, tables, blood. Gotta love right. it, man. Gotta, Gotta love it. Man. Keep it up, Ryan. Uh, I know that he was about to face retirement, but it looks like his doctor has confirmed and cleared him to keep going. So I will let you all know on his next match if you're interested in the real low indies. The indies that, you know, the guys just do it purely because they freaking love it. Love it more than anybody that I think I've ever met. For sure. Um, I know we got maybe a couple more questions. No, that that's what we got today, partner. Uh, that's what we got um, today. All right, yeah, if, if if you've got a question for us, feel free to shoot us an email, ericsquaredcircle at gmail.com. Uh, and feel free to like and subscribe. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We want to hear from you. If you got questions, we're happy to answer them and, uh, and tell, us, tell you what we think. And I've always been a fan. I will say I've always called into the uh, Dayton Sports, you know, ESPN radio, and I've called into other different things. So I always enjoy being – uh, put, you know, put on the radio to talk about you know the Bengals. I'm a huge Bengals fan. To talk about the wrestling, uh, so trust me, if you put a question into our email, it will get answered. If you have a legit question, and even if you have a goofy one, I'll probably still answer because, frankly, I don't care. 
But moving on, I uh, just kind of want to wrap up the show on AEW, on All Elite Wrestling, you know, what it kind of means for the, you know, what for the landscape of wrestling as a whole coming up in the next year, going into 2020, you know, are we finally going to see something that is not monopolized completely for the last 20 years? Are we finally going to see actual competition? Are we actually going to see, you know, struggling ratings on either side or on one side because one thing and then the adjustments made by either side. I want to see another war. I need it. I need it now, but it won't be now. It'll be months, maybe even a year out before we actually see something real start to formulate with this. Give me your take on that. I think, I think you're right. You know, it, it obviously people want to draw comparisons of AEW to WCW and TNA and, and companies that have tried and failed to, to compete with WWE. And if, if they stay in their own lane and, and focus on just being the best AEW that they can be and not the next WWE, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to do quite well. I think that the Bucks and Cody and Brandy and you know Daniels and everybody that's that's working you know with them in this endeavor is aware of that and is is you know wanting to focus on what they are doing and not what anybody else is doing. And if they can you know just you know always keep that at the at the forefront of what they're doing, you know they're they're going to be successful. You know they they've got a tremendous following as far as the wrestling community goes i mean you know everybody knows who the who these people are and want to see them do well and want to see them succeed so to to you know have them you know see them have this opportunity to you know take advantage of these connections with the con family and and you know getting tv deals and and doing some of this stuff on their own you know it it, it's going to be great for the business It, it you know more importantly it gives other other wrestlers the opportunity to see what else is out there outside of, of Titan Tower, which, you know, hasn't been the case for a very long time. This is the first real taste of, of you know, competition, you know, quote unquote, that they've had had for a while. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think that it's only I think that it's only going to be good things from here on out. Yeah, I'm really so, so excited. I mean. We're going to dive more into this as the year goes on. I mean, obviously, when big events comes up with AEW, we will address them during that show. We want this to become, you know, all-encompassing wrestling. Obviously, we would love TNA and Ring of Honor to be more of a focal point of the shows. Uh, it's just really tough to get all that content in there, but we want to get that going, especially in the summertime when, you know, those shows really start to pick up after the WrestleMania season, uh, you know, going into the warm weather pretty much all wrestling all the day all the time uh but do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here Derek? i i think that we've hit everything on the head man um you know as always thank you guys for for coming to check out the the eric's word circle podcast you know check us out like i said apple podcast spotify feel free to to shoot us an email leave us a question we definitely want to hear from you guys and absolutely. we'll be seeing y'all next week absolutely and we're going to start doing our shows every friday night Starting today, now, yeah, on the night on the eighth of February, twenty nineteen, we're already into the second month of the year. Don't let it go by too quick. This is the Eric Spurs Circle Podcast. My name is Eric Gozio. I'm Eric Robinson. We'll see you all next week.